glad you are availing yourselves to the powerful message provided by Wisdom Connection, the media ministry of Wisdom International Network Ministries, where individuals have been helped to shape their future to fulfill their God-given destinies. We pray the ensuing message will enable you to find fulfillment in life. Now let's receive the message. Working in us, we have to understand that our faith is what connects to God and God connects to our faith. Amen? Amen. So faith is very, very important. Today I'm talking about let your faith work. Let your faith work. Because if you don't allow your faith to work, you might think God is not working. <clears throat> God from the foundation of times has already established the principle of faith. And as we all know, as students of the Bible, Hebrews 11.1 1 just gives us not the definition, but the understanding of faith. He says, faith is now the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If I could say literally, uh, the writer of Hebrew is telling you that your faith should work now. Say now. now. Your faith should not be postponed to tomorrow. It says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. So it's telling you that if you want to walk with God, you have to have a future plan that you have to act as it's working now. You have to have a plan for the future and act as though that future plan is working now. So look at it again. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In other words, if I want to build a mansion, God wants me to understand that that mansion it's possible, it can be built, but I have to act as though the mansion is built now before I can see it happen. You see, if you don't have a future, you can't operate your faith. Your faith can only work for you if you have something you're focusing on. If there's something you're looking forward to. I read a book and the book really just defines faith that I really like and I want to According uh, to you, it says that it's a state of mind which is developed voluntarily through application and use of principles. Faith is a state of mind which is developed voluntarily through application and use of principles. So for God's people to live by faith, they should have principles to live by. Faith cannot work in a vacuum. Faith works by what? The principles of God. So if the Bible says you should walk by faith, it's simply telling you know the principles of God in His Word and learn to live by them. Yes, yes. If you don't learn the principles of God, your faith will become an assumption. If you don't learn the principles of God, your faith will just be what? A wish and wishes will never work for anybody because I like this basic phrase they use if wishes were horses, beggars will ride. Let me tell you something. I'm not talking about wishing, I'm talking about working yourself to a place of seeing what you're expecting to God to do for you come to pass. Profession will come through practice. Before you see something significant happen, you have to put your hands to work and make sure that you work it over and over and over again. Amen? 
it is important that your subconscious will pick up the word of God and translate it into its physical equivalent. It is very, very important that you are subconscious. How many of you know we have conscious and subconscious mind? You see, the mind that was darkened was blocked to receive the word of God. So for you to be able to use the word of God effectively, to succeed through the word, you have to be able to use the word of God as your yastic. And allow the word of God to what play in your mind over and over and over again until your subconscious mind picks it up and translates it into its physical equivalent. What am I saying? I'm simply saying that if you want to make money, you see, if you work hard, you can acquire a lot of money. But if you are working hard and you don't understand the principle of God concerning what money, you could be working hard and not be able to what? Store money. But if you apply the principles of God, it's the principle of God that is going to interpret how to acquire money to your subconscious mind. So that when your subconscious mind catches it, you see, the physical equivalent will be prevalent for you. Because there are people who have made a lot of money, but they can't have what? They don't have any substance to show for it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. God wants you to have something to show for your faith. That's why you need to work for your faith. Allow your faith to work for you. Why? Because without faith, you can't please God. Everybody who wants to have a great relationship with God and not a religious what, uh, uh, relationship, but a real relationship should have something to show for your faith. James says, show me your faith and I'll show you my works. Why? Because faith and work work alongside. Let me say that again. Faith and work work alongside. You see, if you have the principles of God and you don't work the principles, you wouldn't see what the physical equivalent of what you're trusting to achieve. You see, God wants us to go deeper than just what we were taught in Sunday school. You see, Sunday school was good for a foundation. Man's ideology, man telling you what God said was good for the time that you didn't know. But now that God has brought us to an age of knowledge and consciousness, you see, you have to take the word of God by what God says it is. Hallelujah. Amen. Without doing that, your faith will have shipwreck. And I came to share this message to those of you who are contemplating, quitting, thinking that it's over. It is not over yet. We are now in October, entering into November. The year is not over yet. But let me tell you what can happen within these two months that we're going to enter into it. People are going to conclude that the Word of God doesn't work, and they push their gear to neutral and allow their faith to drift. But let me tell you, it's not time to allow your faith to drift. It's time for you rather to put it into gear and begin to revisit all the principles that brought you this far. Yes. You, if you study your life, you can see that you were, you're not where you used to be. You're, you're far away from where you used to be. And I've made a conscious decision and a determination that I would not come this far to quit. I will not come this far to lose hope and confidence in that thing that brought me here. I've made a decision to myself that no matter what happened, 
I'll push myself until I win. I will not go back to perdition. The Bible says that they that draw back, draw back to perdition. God doesn't want us to draw back. He wants us to move forward. Hallelujah. Amen. If there is anything you can do this year, and I came to prophesy to you before 31st December, that 31st December is a rearrangement of your toy. And 1st December is where you consider if you work your faith, allow your faith to work for you, or you just switch your life to neutral. Is anybody still here? So it's very important for us to understand that faith works. But we have to work that faith by applying the principles that God has given us in His Word. I told you, there are three things you can find in the Word of God when you're reading it. Some people will say the Word of God is a history book. I call it this. Uh, life manual. Yes. Amen. There are three things. I mean, I won't go too much theological about it. I'll make it simple for you since everything now is getting so simple and you can just get the word at your fingertips with the Bible up on your phone. You see, when you read about reading the word, ask yourself, is God prophesying to me? Is he speaking prophetically to me? Is God giving me a promise? Is God giving me what? A promise. So prophet, the word of God comes in prophecy form, it comes in a promise form, and it comes in a principle form. I'll give you three examples. The prophecy is what he's saying in the future. The prophecy, when you read it, is he talking about something in the future that he can claim it as yours now? And begin to pray and ask God for an opportunity to see it happen now. In the word I'm reading, a principle that I have to apply to my life. You see, if the principle is not applied, let me tell you something. You will live like just a boat on the water without any sail. When the principle is applied, the principle directs where the ship should go. So is God's word a principle to me? Example is, I like giving that example because I know people find it difficult to use that principle, forgiveness, the principle of forgiveness. So prophecy speaks into the future. The principle talks about how you should apply your life to the word to be able to change your life to the standard God wants you to live. So forgiveness talks about the principle of God. And what's the next one? Promises of God tells you what God has established in his word for you. You see, as a child of God, you don't have to struggle to pray God, to beg God for things. When you know the principles of God or the promises of God, all you have to do is to pray the promise. Yes. Father, you have said you will never leave me nor forsake me. I feel abandoned right now. Mm. I feel rejected right mm. now. Father, I want to allow your word to, to garrison my heart. Your word to give me that confidence mm. to know that all men will walk away. But your promises are yay and amen. amen. Have you gotten the picture so far? So you read the word of God in prophecy. You read the word of God in principle. And you read the word of God in what? In promise. If you don't apply the principles, you will not see work. Principles, practice will bring what? Perfection. <laughs> Principle, practice will become what? A second nature. You see, we've been to churches that have been told stories and our hopes have been raised so high, but there are no principles 
taught to help us to apply the word that has been taught. One of my daughters sent me a text message and since that time it's given me a lot of confidence to do what I do. He said, Apostle, don't get discouraged. Some of us appreciate what you do. And you'd be surprised some of the things you taught us when we were little kids is what has kept us up till now. You see, this is a sure, confident word that will let a man kill himself to do what he's doing. <clears throat> what that young lady was trying to say is, even when we didn't understand the principles of God, you taught us that principles and it's brought us this far. Don't be tired teaching the word of God. In it is life. In the word of God is strength. In the word of God is faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing, not by telling stories, but by the word of God. If you can always teach the word for people to hear, you see, gradually their faith will be lifted from a point of giving up to a point of standing to kill giants. David said, I've been young and I am old. I've not seen the righteous forsaken or seek begging bread. I'll say that again. I've been what? Young. Now I'm old. It means that David was studying the acts of God. He was studying the weights of God. He was still looking at the miraculous power that God has towards his children. And he said that, yes, I've studied God. I've observed God. I've seen all how God works. But up to this age, I was looking to see if God would have disappointed one of his children. You see, the way some of you act in church tells me clearly that you don't know you're a child of God. You think somebody, you owe somebody and somebody owes you a living. Let me say that again. We go to church for anointing somebody has blessed to help us get a breakthrough. We go to church and buy uh, what do you call it? Band? Wristband? With the idea there's a miraculous power in that band. You see, the man that prayed over that band and sold it to you, if he has power to save, he would have saved himself first. But because he knows how to manipulate situation, to make you think that God will not help you. You're not a child of God. He's the only one God talks to and he's a child of God. That's why he does that. So that your faith will be in him and not in the God that created you. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We are sanctified and separated by God to his glory. And if we are sanctified and separated by God to God's glory, by God to God's glory, God will make sure that will bring forth the praise that goes with His name. Amen. I'm speaking too much, but I hope I'm making sense so far. So our faith should be in God and not in any man. Our faith should be in the principles of God and not what somebody calls a prophetic word. I prophesy to you right now that next year by this time, 2023, October 30th, by this time, if you would take the principles of God's word and allow it to sink into every aspect of your life, your life will never remain the same. This is a prophetic word to you. Amen. Why is it a prophetic word? Because it's the word of God. Because it's the word of God. If the word of God is spoken 
it becomes a prophecy. And prophecy is what that which God has said that what stands the test of time. It stands the test of time. If you read all the prophecies that God gave, all has been fulfilled. Except the one he said that, except the word of God is preached at every corner of this globe. The Son of Man is not coming. And see, that's the challenge most, most churches can't take on. <coughs> see, the challenge of taking the gospel to the ends of the world. Go ye into the world and make disciples. I'm still talking about faith. Because without faith, they can't believe. And if they can't believe, they can't receive the free gift. Without faith, they can't believe. And if they can't believe, they can't receive the free gift. So what are we offering them? Are we offering them our expect advice, our own ideas, or we're preaching the gospel? Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, because it is the power of God unto salvation. Which means, when you take Christ from this black and white background and present it to people, it releases power into their lives for them to be saved. Amen. We want our churches to be filled, but we don't preach Christ. We're teaching ideologies and philosophies of men. We're so-called polishing man's idea, we're calling it a prophetic word. Is anybody here? I want you to wise up. I want you to open your eyes. I want you to become uh, uh, like the children of light. Set the scriptures. That which is prophecy, take it to yourself. That which is a principle, apply it to yourself. That which is a promise of God, wait patiently for it. Because without the word of God, your life is in shambles. Without the word of God, you don't have any anchor to hold your life's existence on. See, the world have their own way. That's why we don't have to follow the ways of the world. Because the world has their own system in which they operate in, which is far different from us God's people and anybody here. Yes. It is very, very key. I like to quote David. Let me read some 37 to help you understand uh, uh, how to allow your faith to work for you. Look at some 37. Verse 23 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighted in his way. I love this particular psalm because any time we talk about the steps of a good man, I talk about Romans 8. The Bible says that all things will work together for good to them that love God. So as a spiritual child of God, let me give you a prescription as a medical doctor. If I'm your doctor and you've come to my practice for help, I'm giving you a prescription that can help you from tomorrow to next year by this time. You see, when you go to the medical doctor and you write a prescription for you, the prescription is given to what? The pharmacy to dispense the medication for your situation. Am I right? So when the medication is dispensed, first you have that you have the, the, the power to take your prescription to the what? The dispenser, the pharmacist, whoever, to put the medication together for you. And the doctor prescribes how many times you have to take that medication in a day for it to be effective and work quicker to bring you the results you're looking for. So God's word said, 
Your steps are ordered by me. Your steps are ordered by me. So sometimes, let me make it easy and simple for you. It was your own uh, misunderstanding. You don't have much information. You make the wrong turn. You found yourself in a darker situation than you're supposed to. This is God's prescription for you. I said, as a medical doctor, I'm prescribing this to you. Don't sweat small stuff. Yes, you've made a decision that the outcome is not favorable. But God is ordering those things. All things are working together for your own good. Because at the end of the day, if you trust God and you have a relationship with God, will tend to do bad things to your advantage. Some of you can testify that you make some decisions and some choices in the past, and those decisions and choices taught you a great lesson that because of that, you know better than you knew then. You see, life is led by adventure. If you don't want the bad to happen, we wouldn't enjoy the good. If you don't want the good to happen, when bad comes, you will not notice it. Light and darkness work together. Don't stress yourself trying to vanquish one or trying to hoard one or trying to bind yourself so tight with one. Yes, the Bible says that what there is time for everything. There are times that will feel excited. You're all exuberant. You want life, yeah, to be all nice and dandy. And there are times that you want to shut your door, close your windows, and don't want to go anywhere. Life has intended. It's all part of it. But you see, maturity demands that days that you don't want to go anywhere and you have things to do, and because you're a mature, responsible person, you don't shut your windows and your doors. No. You get up and go. Yes. Why? Because that's how life is designed. So look at it again. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighted in his way. Are you delighting in the ways of God or you just want God's hands? You see, delighting in God's way simply means that you want to apply God's principles to your life. Delighting in the ways of God is it simply means you've abandoned your own ways and you want to take God's ways. See, when you walk in your own ways, you get the result your ways bring you. But when you work in the ways of God, which is the principles of God, you bring out the best that God has placed inside of you. Look at the next verse. It says, Though he fall, he shall stay down forever. No. Though he fall, he will not come back up again. No. Though he fall, he shall be utterly what? He shall not be. He shall be utterly cast down. He shall not. He shall be utterly cast down. He shall not. See, that's how we interpret the Bible. That's how church people interpret the Bible. That's how religious people interpret the Bible. Man of God, when do you hear people usually say, oh, he's finished, he's done. He did X, Y, and Z, and God has forgotten about it. God has walked away from it. Where do we hear that? Isn't it the church? Why do people don't talk like that? It's church people, the goody two-shoes people. They think that they have a pattern on God to determine who God called and who God didn't call. So when somebody slips or falls or falls into sin, they quickly what disqualify the person. Look at it again. He said, though he fall, 
He shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hands. So it means that even in our lowest of the lowest of the lowest part of life, God still stays close. I'm still talking about faith. Let your faith work for you because man will disqualify you. Man will cancel you out. Man will say that you're finished. But with God, there's always a lifting up. Hallelujah. And David wants us to have this confidence assurance that as we enter in the, the next two months of 2022, let 2022 be a stepping stone into your future rather than something that will set you up for your future. Let 2022 be a platform you build your hopes and your confidence in God on rising higher and higher like an edifice into 2023. Because we don't know what 2023 is bringing, but we know who is going to order our 2023. Yes. Because the just should live by what? By faith. Faith in what? In the principles of God's word. Anybody still here? Because without that understanding, we will not get anywhere. I like the verse 25. Should I have that to it? He said, I've been young, and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor I see begging bread. You see, the psalmist David is trying to inspire faith and confidence into our heart right now towards God. If your faith and confidence is in God, you don't declare defeat when God is taking you to a whole different level in your life. Amen. I've taught you in this church over and over again that you have to study the pattern of your life. Anytime God is going to take you to the next level, it looks as if everything is shut down around you. Nothing is going, nothing is coming, you're not excited. You see, God is trying to rearrange the next level and shift you into it. You have to observe and watch closely so that you don't miss him. If you stay the same every year, man of God, woman of God, you're not growing, you're not going anywhere. God is a God of growth and increase. Every level of your life, he will bring such sudden changes around you to let you observe that change. Change is something we don't like, but it's inevitable. All of us go through changes. And the way we navigate through our changes will determine how our next level is going to be. Look at it again. He said, I've been young. When he was young, he did childish things. But when he started growing, he realized that, wow, everything God told me from when I was young up to now is working. Say it's working. It's working. And once you know it's working, you begin to look around to see if it's just you. And he started observing that others also that started working with God around the same time have everything God told them working. Look at it. He says that I've been young and now I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken nor he see begging bread. How did he find out? He did research. He was observant. Say observant. Be very, very observant about what God does in your life. Yes. Because if you're not observant, the devil will deceive you and make you think as though you're losing out. And all your friends who are not in church, who doesn't have any relationship with God, are rather succeeding. He said, I've been young, and now I'm old, yet I've not seen. Say, I've not seen. So it means that he was looking for it, right? 
He was looking to see how is that next family doing. Wow, they did well. All the kids didn't join the gang. They made it. They went to college. They're doing well. What about this family? David was so particular about the righteous. He was observing how God takes care of his own children. David didn't go around trying to fret himself of those who succeed in their own way. Who were selling drugs to drive expensive cars. David was rather observing those who he found in the house of God. Called what? The righteous. You are a righteous person, not by any works of righteousness you did, but because of the work of Christ. Amen. For in him dwells the fullness of the whole God. And bodily and about the Bible says we are what complete. When we come into Christ, God sees us as his righteous sons and daughters. There's nothing you could do to change that. Whether better, best, or worse, worse. You can't do anything to change that. Your quality in the sight of God is the same. As long as you can keep your focus on the prize and apply the principles of God to your life, God will see you through. God will make sure that your life will become an example for others to follow. Amen. So verse 30, 25, I've been young and now I'm old, yet I haven't seen the righteous forsaken, nor I see begging bread. You will never beg to eat. You will never beg to clothe yourself. You will never beg to have roof over your head. Some of you are looking at me like I'm talking to just the air. I said you never beg to eat. You never beg to clothe yourself. You never beg to have roof over your head. And even economists says that these are the basic necessities of the human being. He says that the best in the air, they don't toil. But they eat. The flowers don't spin, but they clothe themselves. If you're a child of God, listen, raise your faith high above where your circumstances has placed you. Yes. Last week we spoke about arise and thrive. If you don't arise, you stay at the same place. But when you arise and take that step of faith into your destiny, God will bring you to that place. I don't want you to forget the fact that as long as we are living in this human tabernacle, there will be obstacles in our lives. Mm -hmm. Don't judge your life based on the <coughs> obstacles you go through. Life has even taught me that the greater uh, blessing God wants to bring in your life, the much greater obstacles the devil will place in your life. Paul said that a door of opportunity, a ministry, of opportunity. A ministry door of opportunity has been opened unto us. Yes. But the devil has set what? Obstacles in our way. These are all my own uh, uh, paraphrasing, alright? It says that God has opened doors of opportunity. Effectual door of ministry opportunity has opened. But the devil has placed obstacles. You see, the fact that you're doing something significant, you face opposition. The opposition is not for you to quit. The opposition is rather for you to strengthen your hands to do what you're doing very effectively. Yes. It's important for you to know that. Let your faith work for you. Yes. Work your faith. <laughs> see the end result of your faith. 
Let people see the end result of your faith. Because if you don't allow God to work His principles through you, let me tell you something. The devil will uh, convince you that the Word of God doesn't work. And instead of you growing in faith, you begin to grow weak in faith. And you begin to speak negative. And let me tell you, negative words destroys a great future. Walk away from negative people. Because if the word of God inspires confidence, people who speak negative words will inspire what? Discouragement. It's very, very important. Let your passion be to apply the principles of God to your life daily. Let your principles be that you study the prophecies of God over your life. And let your principles be, you take the promises of God like your life depends on it. So Hebrews chapter uh, 13, 5 and 6, you can read it later. It says, I have promised you that I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yes. In a covenant keeping God. Listen, I'm not out of time. I'm not out of message, but I think I'll stop here. I'm your servant. I'm here to let you know that God is for you and nothing. Please, um, I'll ask for a simple request. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Press the button, the bell button, so that anytime we post a video, you'll be notified. And share our videos, okay? Share it to your friends. Let them know that we're here to bring the sound, unadulterated word of God to you.